Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. I hope you've been enjoying this week long of Lula Bitch episodes. It's been really fun to hear the stories and tell the stories and get them all up so that you guys can hear them too. Uh, this episode is not about LuLaRoe. This is an episode I recorded back in the summer. And for everybody who has watched Lula Rich and has gone down the rabbit hole and is looking for more anti-MLM documentary content, Alex is your man. So check out the interview and then check out his documentary and be prepared to maybe learn about an MLM you didn't even know was an MLM. We will be back with more Lula Bitch episodes this week, so stay tuned. All right, so today, welcome to another episode of uh, Life After MLM, and today I am talking to um, a filmmaker, Alex Simchuk, who created the film The Slave Circle. It's on YouTube. We will put all of that stuff in the show notes. You guys can watch it. It's really incredible. Um, I love that we're going to be talking about an MLM that I didn't even know was an MLM, and that I got sucked into and bought things from and all of this. Uh, it's a completely different vein of anything that I've ever talked about before. So I'm really excited to get into not only meeting another person that has done an anti-MLM documentary, uh, but talking to somebody who is going to teach us something that um, I didn't even know about. So hi, Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, introduce yourself and uh, give, give us a little background. Sure. Thanks, Roberta. This is uh, this is awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm Alex. Um, I produced a film, a little independent film about three years ago now called The Slave Circle. And it's about uh, not just my experiences uh, in it, but just a, a whole kind of introduction. And um, I guess some would say expose of an MLM that many people, like you said, have no idea is an MLM. Um, it doesn't look or sound or act like an MLM unless you're really looking at it from a critical perspective, which is what the film is about. Um, but yeah, if you've ever been to like, say, um, you know, Walmart, Costco, uh, Sam's Club, uh, Kroger, any of those grocery stores, Meyer, and, you know, you hear an announcement over the PA that they're going to be handing out free gifts in a few minutes, and then you see a presentation. That's one arm of uh, this MLM. There's also the door-to-door and business-to-business arm where people sell, um, you know, AT&T, uh, Verizon, Fios, really any technology. Uh, in certain states where laws are different, it could be uh, water services, it could be electrical services, you know, internet connections, things like that. And then something I, I learned through my experience uh, in producing the Slave Circle and the, the follow-up series was there's also the charity arm. Uh, which is predominantly run by a company called Credico, which is based in Europe. And, um, you know, if you've ever been on either door to door, but more often than not in like busy downtown areas, shopping centers, and there's like a little table there and someone says, you know, we're collecting money for this charity, that charity, whatever. And they're real charities, but they get you into these monthly debit transactions. So usually it's like $30 a month. Uh, you give them their de- your debit card information. They take out $30 a month. Eventually, if you're in it long enough, some of that money might go to the charity, but literally it's just making Credico wealthier. So yeah, it's all of these things 
from all of these different parent companies, Smart Circle, Credico, Sidcor, Cobra Group, Cobra Group. There's so many of them. And um, I've talked to a couple of people recently. One of them uh, worked for, I think it was Smart Circle for debt consolidation. So they have all their, their hooks into all of these different things, um, trying to make money off of people and essentially working people, their employees, even though they don't call them employees, as much as possible, paying them as little as possible. But it's designed, yeah, it's designed as an MLM, no different than any of the other ones that we're all familiar with. Uh, instead of really the main difference is instead of selling products to your friends and family on Facebook or whatever, you're either meeting hundreds of people a day in stores or you're walking to hundreds of houses or hundreds of, of buildings a day going door to door. That's really the only difference. Wow. So like even you just saying that, like I, before we started this, I told you that I had bought those stupid heating pads that like mm -hmm. with a little clicky disc and I got a free yeah. cheese knife by watching this presentation, yeah. which I've I have, literally I have never a, used that cheese knife ever. I have a box full of those and I have a cheese knife in my drawer. Yeah, I do. And it says cheese on it. It says cheese. Like, yes, it's it does. Out of the <laughs> in case you didn't know what it was used for, it's got to tell you right on the blade. Yeah. Yeah, it's like cut out of the metal. It says cheese, like a stencil. It's so strange. Uh, but then I had no idea about the the the, um, the charity aspect because someone came to my door one time doing that yeah. and suckered me into giving 20 bucks a month to some sort of like environmental thing because I was like 23 years old and being like, how can I give back? Yeah. And I could not get out of that auto ship uh, until I had to get a new debit card, like they would not cancel. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So I just had a whole like, oh my God, that was an MLM two moment. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the got... MLMs are literally everywhere. Yep. It's so funny. Yes. Like MLMs are everywhere and you hear these stories and I get so many messages from people that listen to this podcast and going, oh my God, I had no idea. XYZ was an MLM. Um, it's so interesting. Wow. <laughs> so um, let's talk about how you even got in to, um, into this, into yeah. Smart Circle um, and where you were in your life where you were like, hey, like this sounds like a pretty good job. I think I'm going to jump in. Sure. Um, one, if you listen to the interviews that I do um, on the Slave Circle Extra Takes, you'll hear the word desperate and desperation over and over and over again not quite in every interview but almost and I I was kind of at that place um I was let's see how old was I 28 so I was a little older than many people that get involved in these sorts of things but I had a full-time job in education that ended it was going back down to part-time and I knew that I needed something full-time like most everyone does so I started looking for other things there really wasn't anything um where I was living. So I started branching out a little bit and I started looking into like um, marketing and advertising. I have two degrees in communication. So that, that speaks to me. And um, I came across this one job ad. Um, it, I don't remember what board it was on. It might've been monster, you know, one of those things. And it said hiring now for marketing. And um, I clicked on it. I'm like, okay, let's see what this is. And it was a very quick application. Um, Looking back now, of course, having done all the research and having talked to all the people I have, there were a lot of what we call buzzwords, you know, opportunity, uh, 
go-getters, you know, all, you know, all that stuff that doesn't tell you anything. And I applied for the job. I think about a few hours later, I got an email um, saying that they wanted to see me for a first round interview. And uh, so that was exciting as it is, I'm sure for anybody who's in, the, in that position. And so I, I went out to the office. So uh, I was up in Northwest Indiana at the time, which is a suburb of Chicago. And on a good day, uh, like on a perfect day, it would have taken me about 45 minutes to get to the office. It was up in Glen Ellen, Illinois. And, and if anyone's familiar with Chicago area traffic, you know that there aren't many good days, maybe Fridays, but that's about it. So it, it usually took me about an hour 15 to get to the office. So I went there for the first round interview. Um, you know, I, I met with, um, it, the memories are getting hazy, actually. This was about uh, eight years ago. So I honestly don't even remember who I met with. I used to, but I don't anymore. Um, but I, I want to say I was probably only there for maybe about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, the interviewer talked really quickly. Um, and I honestly, I remember this. I left that interview not knowing what the job was. And that's, that's a clear sign if you're almost getting involved in one of these. If you can leave that first interview and not know what your day-to-day job responsibilities are going to be, that's a huge red flag. And you probably need to, you need to do a little bit more research on the company. And you probably need to run. I wish I had. Another red flag um, would be getting that um, almost immediate response yeah, to a job that's application. Another big it's like within an hour, they're like, we love you and we want you. When can yep. you come in? Like yep. they're a little too eager. <laughs> yep. Very eager. Very eager. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I think by the end of that day, by that evening, they had emailed me back for the second round interview. Um, which was at, this is another big red flag. This isn't always a telltale sign, but if your second round interview is at like a big box store or grocery store, that's a big red flag. And mine was at a Sam's club. And, and, and they really appealed to me because I had to drive about an hour 15 for the first round interview, but the second round interview, they actually sent me to a Sam's club in Northwest Indiana in Merrillville, Indiana, which was very appealing to me because I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm very familiar with Maryville, very easy to get to, a couple highways, not bad. And that's where I finally discovered that, you know, I would basically be selling these products. The interview that I was on, I think it was the hair irons. And, um, you know, I kind of watched it and I, I took notes like they tell you to do. And, um, and then we went back to the table and he kind of broke down the opportunity. And this is where a lot of people, myself included, get sold on this because it's a four-step, four-stage process, entry level, uh, team leader, account manager, then assistant manager, and then manager, executive manager. And the, the, the key there is that when you get to that fourth point, you're essentially a business owner and you'll be making about seventy-five dollars to $100,000 a year. Now, for someone who even now, eight years later, is still paying off college loans, that sounded phenomenal to me, as it would, I think, to anybody. And I'm like, okay, the selling part in the store, that I'm, I don't really care for that too much. But hey, if I have to do that for about a year to get to this point where I can make six figures, oh, hell yeah, sign me up. So um, that night, I, I went home. I sent in my whatever the, the assignment they give you is to email like three or five reasons why you're right for the job. They're trying to make you compete for the job, even though they'll hire pretty much anybody. Sent those in, 
got called back for the third round interview, I think a day or two later. Um, and then after the, I think that very evening, they offered me the job. So that was it. That's how I got involved in it. It's interesting that we're already seeing the psychological manipulation mm-hmm. just in the job interview emails. Like, we're not really sure if we want you or if you're a good fit, even though they hire everybody. Yeah. Mm, you know, ooh, we're just going to have to see. Yeah. It's so toxic, like already. <laughs> fear of loss. They call it fear of loss and sense of urgency. Yeah. So what was your, what was your experience while you were in? Like, I, I did a little bit of research on this. Uh, I've also seen your film and, and some of your after um, episodes, which is really great as well. It seems like they do things a little differently than a traditional MLM to make it seem slightly more legitimate. Like, oh, we're, we don't do that. You don't have to pay to join. We're actually going to pay you hourly. Yeah. Um, but it's still, again, if you look on the FTC website and you ask the FTC, what makes a pyramid scheme, it's because it's based on recruiting right. for the money versus sales. And so smart circle is just like that. It focuses very heavily on the recruiting. Yeah. Um, so please ex- explain that to us so that we can understand how, how, even though we're not paying to play, it still, still is a pyramid scheme. Right. Yeah. One of one of their defenses that this is not a pyramid scheme is, uh, yeah, you don't have to buy product, you know, which that that has nothing to do with it. And then some of them will even hide by if you if you look at some of the glass door reviews of these companies that say it's a pyramid scheme, they'll say, oh, pyramid schemes are illegal. How could we operate if we were a pyramid scheme? There's a lot of illegal (laughs) stuff going on that that does not mean anything. Um, But yeah, so. Yeah, one of the big red flags that you're involved in one of these uh, MLM pyramid schemes, whatever you want to call them, is recruiting. Um, and I actually, uh, on a recent interview, I, I said this, like if I, if, if there's a job opening at the, at the school I teach right now, they go through this process, they might have a, a list of like maybe 10 candidates, they, uh, they, they give that job to one. And for as long as that person's employed, they don't have to they, they don't approach them and say, hey, we need you to bring in more people to this school. No, that's not how a legitimate business works. But in Smart Circle Credit Co. Sidcore, yeah, your employment relies on getting people into this, which is another huge red flag. If any, any part of it relies on recruiting, you're in an MLM. Absolutely. Um, and so what they do is it's based on, you know, interviewing. That's what, what they do. So um, if you depending on what campaign you're on, if you're in the stores, it might be selling a certain amount of product. Uh, it might be getting a certain number of signups for the, the technology. It might be getting a certain number of donations for the charity, whatever. That makes you eligible for an interview. So someone who's applied for the job, uh, they've made it through the first round. So now they're gonna be given to you as a second round interview. So you are responsible for interviewing this person and going through that whole process like I already described. Uh, if you sell the job, if you sell the opportunity well enough and they submit their reasons and they come back for the third interview and they get hired, then that person is now on your team, which teams, of course, is a huge thing with MLMs, right? You're building up your team. You got all your team members. Same thing here. And, uh, you know, the, I was thinking about this recently and I, was, I can't stop thinking about that episode of the office where Michael draws the, the pyramid scheme, which he doesn't know it's a pyramid until Jim chase uh, traces the shape of the pyramid. That's literally what it is because when I was in it, 
I had to have these three, four people on my team, and then they had to start developing teams. And it just keeps going and going and going from there. Um, and then once you have a certain number of team leaders, once you've, what they say is once you've duplicated yourself enough to enough people and they start developing their own team leaders, then you can get to management and you can open your own company. So you'll get to choose three or four people to take with you, but you've trained enough people to leave other people behind at your current place of employment so that they can survive as well. So yeah, it's all based on recruiting. So all of these arbitrary names like manager, assistant manager, regional manager, assistant to the regional manager, (laughs) they're all just (laughs) recruiting names. They're not actually positions or promotions. They're literally just recruiting rank titles. For the most part, it's it's a numbers game because even if you get to, let's say you get to owner, um, it's then your job as an owner to try to promote out more owners. And you know that for every 10 people you promote out, nine of them are going to fail. But if you promote out 50, let's say maybe five of those will survive. So then maybe then you get promoted to regional consultant. And then there's national consultant above that. So and that's supposedly where the big money is, even though how it's advertised in every interview is once you hit owner, once you hit level four, that's what everyone ascribes to be. That's when you'll start making bank. But in all actuality, you got to wait a couple more levels, a few more years to start making big money, if at all. So, yeah. So what was the highest rank that you hit? I was, I made it to, to the, almost to rank number three. I was what was known as a core leader, a core team leader. I had uh, three people. I had about five people on my team developed three of them into leaders. So I was really just one leader short of getting promoted. Then I lost one because she was having severe health problems. And the thing to know, we may talk about this, is that in in Smart Circle and in all these companies, there's no human element at all. They don't care about you. So when this person, she was still on my team, she was going through these health issues. My I had a, a meeting with my owner's promoting owner, and she said pretty much, well, you know, forget about her. Essentially, she doesn't exist. Dead weight. She's not making money. So, um, so um, yeah, and and I, I was being groomed to open my own office, but at the time, um, I I mentally just was fried. I, I I got to a point where I just couldn't do what I was doing anymore. It was just the mental toll was so great that when I saw an out, I took it, um, and I'm thankful for that because. When I was still there, I held on to that belief that, oh, if I get to ownership, I'll be making six figures. But knowing what I know now, having talked to so many people, I probably would have ended owing them money because that's just not how it works. They lie to you constantly. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, oh God, it's so, it's just so familiar. <laughs> the things you're saying, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so familiar. So what because they claim that there's an hourly wage, uh, yeah. what does that start at? Is it minimum wage or? Yeah, every company is a little different. Now, some are commission only. It kind of depends on what, what parent you're working for, or if it's Smart Circle or Sidcore or Credico. Nearly everyone I've talked to out of Sidcore says it's commission only. Um, for I don't know if every office in Smart Circle does um, an hourly, but mine was, and it was, it was the federal minimum wage. Now, technically, 
you're told when you get to ownership, you can pay your employees however much you want them as an hourly rate. But I would guess 10 out of 10 probably do minimum wage because it's, it's less money for them to pay. But how it was advertised to me was it was uh, hourly rate or performance-based, whichever is greater at the end of the week. So if I had like a really good week selling stuff and my sales percentage, my commission outweighed my hourly rate, then I got the commission. So the hourly is just kind of there as a safety net, but they will always tell you, um, you don't want to just make an hourly rate, do you? You're better than that, right? You know, you're, you're you know, it's, it's that same, you know, mental manipulation, psychological manipulation. Um, but yeah, that's how it's, that's how it's advertised. Um, and yeah, that, that definitely adds, or, or at least it seems to add a perception of credibility because they'll, they'll hide behind that and say, well, you know, even if you don't sell, you're still getting this hourly rate. So we're a legitimate company offering you this legitimate job, which in fact, they're not. It's just like, there's so many things that you're saying that is like setting off the alarms in my head of Stephen Hassan's fight model, where I'm like, sleep oh, deprivation, yeah. uh, like keeping you so busy that you don't have time to research anything, keeping you so busy that you don't have time to ask questions, <laughs> keeping you so busy yeah. and, and deprived of things that you're just like, I just need to get sleep. Yeah. All intentional because I've talked to so many people who said, who I've asked, you know, when have you, when did you finally realize? And it was, I had, I finally had a day off or I went home for the weekend or I finally talked to my friend who I hadn't talked to in a year because I was, and you know, they finally got some insight or they discovered my videos or they discovered a website called devil corp, which is phenomenal. Um, there's another page called juicy rhino, which is all memes, which is phenomenal. That's kind of the way we communicate now. So that, that really has, has made a dent in their, in their ability to deceive people. But yeah, it's once you have that moment, some downtime to think for yourself, to really critically analyze what you're doing, then it, the facade starts to crumble. Then you can really take a look at it. But yeah, uh, Steve Hassan's bite model. I mean, um, I mentioned it in the original film and I think I identified something like 10 or 12 methods. But then after I, I did all these interviews, I realized there's more than that. And I, I put out a video. I honestly didn't even know when, maybe last year, I think it's called it's a, it's it simply asks are smart circle credico and sidcore a cult and i use steve hassan's bite model again and i think we're now up to 20 out of the 32 methods i think 20 are are shown here so oh, yeah, yeah definitely it's really interesting because um i've i've started using tiktok as a way to educate cuz it's, it's really easy to be able to just reply to people quickly and make these little 60 second videos and be like, I can explain this really quick. Um, mm -hmm. And we cover the bite model so much. Mm -hmm. And I mention it so many times that I actually had to do a five part series of the bite model. The first one explaining <laughs> what the bite model was. And then we did B I T and E nice. and the comments were people being like, oh my God, I experienced that. I just went on the website and saw this. And that's something that happened to me too. It, it is phenomenal to see like just how people are coming out of this fog and finding your channel finding my channel finding other people's channels and being like oh my god I got got I don't even know yeah. I got got and I got got yeah, it's yeah. and it's, it's not a good feeling because I've I've talked to so many people who who feel like they should have been they should have noticed things they should have been more intelligent they should have 
you know, this, that, and the other. And it's, and I tell them, I mean, it's, it's all from, from the, from the job ad, it's all psychological manipulation and psychological manipulation is incredibly powerful. Like you can become a completely different person without even realizing it. And that's what happens when you get involved in these things. And I mean, you have your podcast too, uh, which is great. Um, and, and you talk to survivors of these companies. I, and yeah. I did the same thing, but a, a little more broad, just MLM in general. And sure. I, it mirrors everything you're saying. The experiences that I have with the people that I talk to with them saying, I don't know why I was so stupid. I don't even yeah. recognize who I was. When I see my Facebook memories, I'm so cringed out that I delete them. I don't even know what was going on in my mind. What possessed me to do this? And we go right back to the bite model. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, (laughs) please read this book. Please check out this model. Please check out this website. Um, You are not alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is something that happens. If you're involved in this, it will happen. Even the Huns that come on my TikTok and go, this isn't my experience. (laughs) I even made made a video response and I said, hey, it's great that you don't need me yet. But when you do, I'll still be here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Someone commented and they're all, damn, you said yet. Yeah. <laughs> like 100%. Unless you're at the top of the pyramid. And I even talked to people at the top of the pyramid that when they got there, they looked around and they were like, oh, this is so bad. I can't look myself in the mirror and, mm. and, and look at myself and like myself knowing that I'm perpetuating what's going on. I'm leaving. And so it's like, it doesn't matter where you're at in the pyramid. It doesn't matter. It is insidious. It is a cult. It is psychological manipulation. They only care about you and the contents of your wallet and what you can give them. There's a reason that the people at the top are making, you know, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars in their quote unquote monthly or yearly bonuses. There's a reason the people at the bottom of the pyramid are making $150, (laughs) There's an extreme money transfer. I I did one on um, Q Sciences, which is one that's going around. I did the math. Um, uh, Robert Fitzpatrick says it it needs to be at least 80% of a difference between the bottom and the top. I did the math on Q Sciences. It's it's a 199% difference. (laughs) I was all damn like, I'm like, they're not even hiding this at all. Like this is clearly a pyramid scheme. They're not even hiding it at the detriment of the 99% below you. Or you're the 99%. Like those are the only two options you've got. Yeah. One of the girls I interviewed early said that there's two types of people in, in smart circle. Uh, there, there are the people that, that get to the top and just believe staunchly that this is an opportunity and it's life-changing. And then, then there are people that know that it's a lie, that know it's a scam, but know that they can make money off of selling the lie and selling the scam to other people. And you know, both of them work, you know, and I, and I, I've had the, I was able to work with both of those people. My original manager, the first office I worked for, she's a, a regional consultant in Lombard, Illinois. She's a lifetime scam artist. You know, I know she's a scammer. I know she knows that what she's doing is, is horrifying. Uh, and then the office that I helped open, um, you know, I, I know he felt that it was a legitimate opportunity. You know, he, he saw it for what he thought it was, uh, but it wasn't. And yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have both of those. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there's like this weird air of like elitism and privilege at the top where people are like, what do you mean? I'm super successful. Like this works stupid. Yep. This works. If you work it, I worked it and it works. And it's like, yeah. but 
but that's only the 1% experience. And the 1% sharing their experience and then diminishing the 99% experience is just disgusting to me. And 100%, like you said, they're scammers. They know they're scammers. They know that building that pyramid there are going to be legs that fall. Like you said, you were so close and you lost a leg because she was sick and you're like, oh, yeah. and there, the, the normal part of you was probably like, oh my God, she's sick. I hope she gets better. But yeah. the MLM part of you was like, you just messed it all up for me. Thanks exactly. a lot. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. That, that is what I felt too. And I, I really felt bad for her. And I, we shared a lot of things. Like she was from Northwest Indiana too. So she made the drive every day. Um, you know, we, we had that in common. I think that's why I was able to sell her the opportunity. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember feeling that exactly. I, I felt bad that she left, but it was primarily because, great, you just screwed up my opportunity. Yeah. And yeah, and like yeah so that's, that's, that's terrible to feel and, and terrible to admit. But you, you talked about elitism. There is such a, a feeling of elitism and privilege throughout this operation. Like if you look at, at Facebook pages of people, even, you know, um, not even to owners yet. But let's say you're just a team leader and you're doing well, you know, you're looking down on people that are working nine to five. You're, work, you're looking down on people that are uh, teachers and nurses and all this, people that aren't willing to, to apply themselves. This opportunity is the only opportunity where anyone, anyone can be a success. And the, the worst part about like the national consultants, the 1%, probably less than 1% who share their stories they use that as credibility and say, you know, I started out just like you. I started out selling door to door. I started selling crappy products in a Sam's club. Now look at me now. I've got the penthouse. I've got the Porsche. I've got the hand tailored suits. I've got the beach house in Miami. I've got all these things. And this is evidence that you can get it to. And because of that, everybody's just like, yes, but we, you and I, and everyone probably listening, or at least most of the people listening, know that it's it's not because he worked hard. <laughs> and he's this is not the evidence that it works. This is the evidence that it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> um, that to me is a huge red flag with the person that's the person, the person, the person at the top that they're like, um, look at my flashy car, check out my new house, check out my new outfit, look at my new things. Like literal CEOs of big companies. Like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, I'll use Jeff Bezos because everybody likes to compare it to Amazon. I don't think I've ever seen Jeff Bezos like being like, check out my Lamborghini, you losers. You wish you could own Amazon, but you don't. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure that this weird, toxic elitism and privilege of look at what my job got me is really only in scams because it's this, look, it's the evidence of that yeah. it works. Yeah, they have, to, they have to sell the success, right? The perceived success so much to keep people involved. Because let's face it, when you're at the bottom of the pyramid, your life sucks so bad. And even, if, even when you reach owner, right? And that, this is something I didn't know until I started getting emails from people after the slave circle came out. But even if you're one of these people who, quote unquote, owns your own business, a lot of times you're making less money than you did when you were in the store selling stuff full time. So you can't afford your own place. A lot of these owners, these smart circle owners are living with three or four people in a two bedroom apartment because they can't afford their own place. Their car is from 1995 because they can't afford a new car. 
but those stories are still being sold to them to keep them in it. And they bought into this. They're able to tell themselves, I'm successful. And if I just keep working and working and working at it, then I will continue to be successful. But the thing that I don't understand outside from it's just total psychological manipulation is that these people who are making maybe $20,000 a year with their beat up car as an owner of their own business, they have to, to look successful. So they have to have the new watch. They have to have the hand tailored suits. They have to always look the part and they can never mention any doubts. They can never say anything about, I can't make my rent payment or anything like that because that puts a hole in, in the opportunity, right? If you're an owner or you're making six figures, at least that's what I was told in the interview, how can you not make your rent? Why are you living with four other people in a two bedroom apartment? Why can't you get a car? that you've been driving, you know, why can't you get a new one? You've been driving this one for 20 years and it's about ready to collapse. Why can't you get something new? When you start looking at those things, again, the lie starts to fall apart. Absolutely. Someone shared a story with me and I don't remember where it was or who it was, but they were talking about the same sort of thing that there was this, this house full of dudes that were selling for some MLM, some scam, Forex or smart circle or whatever. And that they were all living in this crappy apartment together and they were all sharing a Tesla. (laughs) So they could go out on lunches or dates and be like, I drive a Tesla. I'm so successful, but they were all sharing it. Yeah. So there was like a sign up sheet to be like, no, 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 you can't take the Tesla tonight. I have it. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow. Um, And then I also wanted to bring up the irony of what you said just, just a moment ago about people in these MLMs looking down upon people with actual degrees, like yes. master's degrees, doctorates, even just bachelor's or associates, like mm. any degree. And they're like, what a loser. You yeah. wasted your time getting an education. What oh, a yeah. waste. Yeah. That, that is, that's one of the most upsetting things to me is that you'll have, there are so many of these, these smart circle owners or Credico Sidcor owners who, who didn't graduate from college and are selling that lie. And they'll say, you know, I didn't graduate from college and look at me, I own my own business. So that gives this impression of, wow, college is a waste of time, especially if I, if I, if I have to graduate with five figures in, um, in student loans. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit and I'm going to dedicate my life to this opportunity, which is horrifying. I've heard that from many people that that happens. So um, what is Smart Circle's like main target demographic? Is it students and young people young people yeah young, young people, people who don't sure. know any better um, yeah exactly and that's the reason why that's the reason why it's 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 appealing to people who have almost no work experience because they don't know what an actual job should be um so this could be college graduates this could be college students this could be high school graduates without a college diploma doesn't matter um, I've spoken to so many people, and these are including the recruiters, the admins who answer the phones and make the calls, who, who say sometimes implicitly, sometimes explicitly, that if so-and-so person graduated high school before a certain year, they are overqualified, and we probably shouldn't pursue them, which is just code for them saying they're too old. They probably have enough work experience that they would be able to see that this is a scam. I'm using my words, that this is a scam. Um, 
especially if they had sales experience, sales and marketing experience, because nothing about this is marketing. Like if you go to any job board, I guarantee you in less than five seconds, you put in marketing, you'll be able to find one of these scam companies, but nothing about this is marketing. It's all sales. It's direct selling, even though that's kind of a dirty word in the business. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely that they target young people, impressionable people, people that have very little uh, to no work experience, people that if they do have a degree, it might be a, a degree that is not going to get them a job, at least not a good job right out the gate. So they're struggling. Uh, people that young individuals who are probably getting pressure from parents, from support systems to get a, a real job, right? Because, you know, they, they look down on, you know, I'm, I'm working 30 hours a week at McDonald's. Yeah, but that's not a real job. When are you going to get a real job? You know, that's horrible. And it's it all kind of funnels through that. And unfortunately, the, these companies do such a good job of appearing legitimate. Of course, they're on every job board. Um, colleges will use them in career fairs and put jobs on job boards through the colleges and universities, of course, not knowing that they're scam companies. So yeah, um, if you are under the age, you know, like I said, I was 28. I was, um, you know, I was naive. You know, I, I bought in fully to that, that, oh, I could be making six figures in a year. Um, and yeah, you will find some people in their 30s, some people even older. I remember there were a couple of people in our office who were in their 30s and 40s. Those are the people that are desperate. They know it's entry level, but they can't get anything else. So they're going to give it a shot. Uh, and of course, we could talk about, you know, the economics of our of our country. It's a whole nother conversation. But um, but yeah, especially if you are, um, I'd say probably under the age of 25, they're looking for you. And if you have your resume published uh, published anywhere, you might not even apply. They're gonna come looking for you, and they're gonna be like, hey. They're going to send you this message. Are you looking for a great career opportunity? That's they're going to advertise it as an opportunity. Um, yeah, even if you didn't apply, they, they'll come looking for you. I love also the irony of you bringing up McDonald's um, because, you, like you said, Smart Circle pays minimum wage, and the minimum wage average of the United States is about seven dollars and fifty cents an hour, which is, like you said, another podcast for another day. Um, yeah. But McDonald's is like rolling out right now. They were just literally talking about on the news that they're trying to get uh, that their starting hourly is going to be between fifteen and seventeen dollars an hour. That's yeah. more than double <laughs> what yeah. Smart Circle pays. And yeah. they're going, oh, McDonald's, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. And I, I think, obviously, you know, the, the people that run these smart circle and Credico and Sidcor offices are, are part of the problem. But I think we as a culture need to really lighten up a little bit when it comes to our young people getting jobs. I mean, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. I guess I can call young people, young people now. But um, yeah, I mean, even I saw, you know, at Menards, my local hardware store, I think starting pays like $12 an hour and even more on, on the weekends. If you can get one of those jobs and get in well, you can get possibly an actual management position in a few years with actual benefits and not this, it, it just stuns me at how you know, someone can think I'm going to make six figures selling Sprint in a Walmart. No, it doesn't work that way. 
Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. But if you get into a company at the ground level, an actual company that you can look at and they have a record of success, not a company that has to change its name every couple of years to distance itself from negative feedback, which all of these companies do, then you get in on the ground level in a few years, you apply yourself, you can get an actual opportunity, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's not just these MLM cults that look down on all these other industries, it's, it's parents, it's, it's guardians, it's family. Give them a break. No student, very few students are going to make 50,000 out the gate with a bachelor's degree. This is not the same economy that you all grew up in decades ago. Definitely not. I remember talking to my mom the other day and I was like, how much did you guys pay for like the first house that we had? Like when I was a baby in the eighties and she's like, um, I want to say it was like a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, what? I live in California. The median house price now, 40 years later, I'm 40. The median house price later is like, um, just over half a million dollars. Yeah. 
So I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, what did you pay? I'm like, I, ugh. yeah, all these, it always kind of ticks me off all these people talking about, you know, people need to pay for their own college education or people need to get a, a job out of college. Yeah. You were in college when it was like $10 a credit hour and the, the dollar was actually worth more than a dollar. You know, it's, it's not the same playing field. Uh, it is. <laughs> I, I don't, I, it, I, that's how yeah. I feel about it. Like I just, I, I, the person that can't shut up has no words. Yeah. So um, you mentioned these emails and, and, and having your resume and having these companies even come to you. And we did talk about a couple red flags, but I want to talk about even more of those red flags because I know there are people listening right now that have been approached by these companies and have thought they were legitimate jobs or maybe even have emails in their email right now or maybe tomorrow from these companies. So let's talk about the red flags that they're going to see in any of these MLM recruiting pitches that they'll be able to look in that email and go, oh God, Roberta and Alex said this, this, and this are red flag. I'm not responding to this. Sure. The platitudinous buzzwords. <laughs> yes. Yes. Buzzwords. Number one. Um, yeah. If, again, if you can look at the job ad and not know what the job is going to be, if you can go through the, if you go to the first round interview and you still don't know what your day-to-day job is going to be huge red flag. Um, I would suggest as soon as you get that email, look up that company's website, look up that company's social media pages. Um, All the websites for these companies are super generic. Uh, They'll say we work with fortune 500 companies. That's another big red flag. Um, Their social media pages will have a lot of motivational memes on them they may show images of the office environment. If they do, uh, the offices will always have whiteboards all over the walls. Uh, if you look really closely, you might see uh, what we call the systems. There are four systems that Smart Circle, Critical, and SIDCOR will teach you. And these are like biblical. Okay, Everything you do in your time here is based on these four systems. There's the five steps to a conversation. Fuji, which is F-U-G-I, the law of averages, and the eight steps or eight great working habits. If you hear any of that, if you are taught those things, if you're told I'm going to teach you this system, tomorrow when you come back, you have to teach this back, get out. Don't come back because you are in one of these companies, right? So that's that those are those are things to look for. Um, And in the in the slave circle film, um, in the second half, there's, there's a lot of material about that, you know, what to look for, uh, social media red flags. Oh, please look up reviews, look up glass door reviews of the company. If you go to the, if you go to the company and you look up the reviews and there's a, a, a really great, amazing five-star review. And then right underneath it, it says pyramid scheme run. That should be a red flag, right? The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but it's probably more toward that one-star review. So honestly, the best weapon is, is research. You have to look into these companies. Absolutely. Um, another thing that I would say when they're looking in, if you can find the company name, if you yeah. can't next, just delete right. it and don't answer. If you can't find the company name, don't even take a call from them. And if they call you and you ask and they redirect the question, but don't ever answer again, red flag. Yeah. But if you are able to find a company name, 
Google that company name plus the words scam, and then Google it again with the plus the words pyramid scheme plus the words are the acronym MLM. Yep. Read the Glassdoor reviews. Google SIDCOR reviews and read yep. the one star reviews. Yep. Um, and, and, and filter it out. I think that you're probably going to see a lot of similarities. There's either going to be people on there. Cause anytime I look up MLM reviews, it's, there's two people. There's the people that are being honest and are like, this is a total scam and it ruined my life. Please stay away, pl- please. And then there's the people that are like, I don't understand all these negative reviews. This is the best company ever. And it, it changed my life. And it's the best opportunity I've ever had. And these people are haters. Yep. So if you're seeing those reviews, also know that that's probably a red flag if you're seeing those extremes, yes. extremes, because in MLM, we are taught, especially if there's a ton of bad reviews on any website. Hey, you guys, we need to flood this Facebook page, Yelp page, whatever reviews with good reviews, go in there and talk about how amazing it is and how it's changed oh, yeah. your life. So if you're yeah. seeing those, <laughs> those are also red flags. Yeah. And smart circle is no different. Like they, they will, I remember when I was in it, um, my first owner, she didn't explicitly make us do reviews, but she said, you know, make sure you're leaving a positive review. But I've talked to people who said, yeah, we, we were required to write reviews and the, our bosses had to, had to check it to make sure before we, uh, before, before it was published. Yeah. Um, in, in LuLaRoe, when the, when the owner of LuLaRoe, Deanne had a bad day, if there was negative reviews or people were being mean to her, Deanne's having a bad day. If everybody could post how much they love her and a gratitude post using the hashtags, this, this, and this, it would make her feel so much better. And then there's social media being flooded with, oh my God. And it is, you guys, it's, it's, it's a scam and everybody knows that's in it knows in some capacity that's a scam. I've never worked anywhere where there's a bad review and everyone's like, you need to go and tell everyone how amazing this place is. And we need to convince them that these, these reviews are lies. I've never experienced that outside of MLM ever. So those are also red flags. (laughs) Big red flags. Yes. So let's, let's start with the charities. So if you, if you're ever approached by anybody that says they're with this charity, you really got to be careful um, because odds are they might be, they might really be representing that charity, but it's through a third party, probably Credico company. And any money you donate is going to go first to Credico. And then maybe a few cents is going to go to the charity. Now, if you stay on, if you do like monthly debit transactions for like two or three years, maybe by year three, all of that money is going to go to the charity. Um, but that, that's one of the major red flags is that they want the monthly debit transactions. So if you come across one of these individuals and they say, hey, we're collecting money for this charity, offer them, and even if you don't have any cash on you, offer them cash, see what happens. If they say, oh, no, we can't take any cash donations, get out of there because they are probably one of these Credico scams. Uh, that's, that's one of the things that baffles me is because if I'm representing a charity and we need money, I'm not going to turn down money. I'm not going to turn down cash. So that's one major red flag is if, if they are unwilling to accept any other payment method, other than the, the debit transactions that they have, you have to put in your information, they're probably not legitimate. So what, what I would do then is after the fact, if you really want to make a donation, 
Because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially now, because after COVID, everyone's struggling more. You want to make a difference, if, especially if they show you, like if it's for Plan International, they'll show you the, you know, the children that need help. If it's the Humane Society, of course, they'll show you the abused animals. So they pull at the heartstrings. They, they pull at the emotion. Go home. Go to the website for ASPCA or Plan International or whoever else and make a donation directly through that website. That's the only way that they're going to guarantee that every dollar you donate is going to go to that organization. That's probably the best advice I could give for the, for the charity scams. Now, for the door-to-door, um, one of the major things that this branch of usually SIDCOR is known for is fraud. So they will go, they'll knock on your door and they'll say, hi, I'm representing, um, maybe it's the electrical company and we have the new green energy, you know, let me see your electric bill. Do not give them your electric bill. Because as soon as they have that electric bill, they have your name, they have your account number, they have all the personal information they need to sign you up even without your consent, even if you ultimately say, no, thanks, I'm not interested. So do not ever give water bill, electric bill. You'd think this would be common sense, but it's not. So please don't ever do that. Real? Um, wow. It's like someone comes to the door and they're like, hi, I'm, uh, I'm with the Census Bureau. I need to see your social security card and, and exactly. take a picture of it really quick. Now, probably one of the more common things door to door is like AT&T, uh, T-Mobile, things like that. Um, free phones, what have you. Uh, again, that's another thing because a lot of times they'll have the shirt. It'll say AT&T, it'll say Sprint or Verizon or whatever. But I honestly don't know if those businesses actually conduct business that way outside of these third parties. And the one thing that I've heard over and over and over again from the people that used to sell this stuff is that almost every time for every person, your rate is going to go up. So again, this would be kind of like with the charity thing. Um, if someone comes to your door and talks about deals for a company, I would probably say, you know, I need to do a little bit more research and they're going to push back on that. They rely on impulse. They say, oh, if you don't take advantage of this opportunity, it's not going to be there. I would say, you know what? I'm fine with that. Let me do a little bit more research. Um, and if you were interested in switching, you know, to AT&T or Verizon, again, go to att.com. Every city in the country has an AT&T store, has a Verizon store, has a T-Mobile store. Go there. They'll take care of you. Okay. And in a couple of my interviews, I've actually had people say that they've talked to people in those stores and they themselves have said that they recommend not purchasing phones or contracts from door to door people because they have so many problems with them are they like variable rates that go up and down at the market and stuff like that it and and there's that and there's also a lot of deception in the pitch too is that they'll say you know you could be eligible for this and eligible for that um and maybe the first month there's a decrease in the bill but then it's going to shoot back up again and then you're paying probably 50 if not more dollars a month than you were with your old cell phone. And then you might've broken a contract, which you didn't know you were on. So you're paying the cancellation fee. And yeah, you just really like screwed yourself for, <laughs> for a while because now you're paying a whole lot more than you were. And for lower income people, 
which is really what these operations target. They, they go to lower income areas and they'll advertise a better deal. That could be absolutely devastating for monthly income. Yeah, I will say that anytime I've had anybody come to the door doing any of the things that you've talked about, because I have experienced all of these, I lived yeah. in an apartment. Oh, yeah. They, they did not yeah. come to a house. No, it was yeah. always an apartment. And they don't care about no soliciting signs. They know they're not supposed to be there, but they'll still go. Um, they, they don't care. They'll do whatever it takes to make a sale. Um, so that's, that's the door-to-door aspect. Now, lastly, is the in-store um, component. So again, we've talked about, they could be in any store. I, when I was in Smart Circle, I sold in Sam's Clubs, but I know they're in Walmarts. I know they're in Costco's. I know they're in some Myers and some Kroger's across the country. Um, they've started up in Target's. Um, so they're in all of those retailers. Two things to look out for. Number one, anytime you hear an announcement saying we're, we're giving away a free gift, or we're launching a new product that is not normally available in store, go to aisle number this for something special, you are about to be roped into a a smart circle pitch. Um, And offhand, these products, some of them are decent, but a lot of them are just cheap foreign knockoffs. Like you mentioned the the muscle packs, they go by one or two names. They're either Body Comfort or Somacare, Um, $40 usually um, for the base box. Uh, and if you watch the slave circle, it, they, they go, it goes through all of the, the selling techniques about how to sell the stress, the deal. And it's normally this much on the website today. It's this sounds like a great deal. We're going to give you this, 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 and this for free as well. No raise in price. And that probably cost about $2 to manufacture. Um, so there's that. I was watching, and, I was watching your documentary and I go, and I see those heat packs. Yeah. And I have them and the, the free knife. And I went, oh, man, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I got suckered in. Yeah, um, it's the, the hot and cold muscle packs. It's the uh, the knives for sure. Um, and I haven't I, I do not go to Sam's Club or Walmart. So I honestly don't know what other products they're selling. But if you if you get advertised, we're giving away free gifts or new product launch. That is a, a telltale red flag. Another thing that they tend to do in the big box stores is they'll just do one-on-one pitching. So that's what they do with the hair irons. Um, They'll just come up to you and say, hi, here, we're doing something special. They'll try to hand you something. They'll try to get you to to hold whatever it is they're trying to sell. Then once you grab it, they're going to get you to go to the booth because, well, you have this thing now. So you're either going to walk away with it. Not many people are going to do that. Or you have to give it back to them. And they're already under the impression, oh, you're here. Okay, well, let me tell you exactly what we got going on here today. So they go right into the pitch. Um, And the unfortunate thing is, I think most people are under the impression, I'm shopping at Costco, I'm shopping at at Sam's Club, at at Kroger, at Meijer. These are are very respected retailers. These people are, they're in the store. Therefore, I should be able to trust them. Well. The thing is, your trusted retailer, Kroger, Sam's Club, Costco, Walmart, they're getting a cut of the sales. So when I was in Sam's Club, if I was able to sell $1,000 worth of product, right away, Sam's Club took 20%. So that right there, that's $200 that they didn't have before. You know, because let's, you know, a lot of stuff on the shelves, they might sell none of on a day. But if I'm in the store, if I'm actively hawking, if I'm getting it in people's hands and they're touching it and they're feeling it and they're liking it, and I'm 
developing this one-on-one rapport with them and I'm selling a thousand dollars worth of product. Hey, Sam's, you just got $200 for literally doing nothing because of all the work I put into it. So just because these people are in your stores, this does not mean that they are, you know, good, trustworthy people. These are MLMs that these stores have welcomed in because they're getting a cut of the profit. Right. They're getting a cut and they probably have absolutely no idea that these are scams wrapped in a pretty bow. I, I can't speak for all the managers of the stores. Again, if I'm the manager of a store and I can get an extra several hundred dollars by doing nothing, then yeah, I'll probably do it. But yeah, those are, those are definitely a few of the red flags. And, and one of the things that you can also do, at least on Sam's Club, you can go to your local Sam's Club uh, website. Every club has its own page. And there's a page that says um, like upcoming events. Some of those events are smart circle. So like I'm looking at this one close to where I used to live and it says June 29th through July 11th, Soma Care. Soothe sore muscles with a convenient on the go heat pack. That's a smart circle product. That's the ones that you were talking about. Um, Gourmet series cutlery. I'm pretty sure that's one as well. Um, so you can go to, all you have to do is go to Google and I know Costco works a little bit different. I think they do have special events on their, uh, on their webpage, but if you go to just Google and put in Sam's club and then your city, um, that should take you right to the page with the upcoming events. So if there is, cause they advertise these as special roadshow events, right? Things that are not normally in the store, things that can get people excited about. Um, I'm not saying they're all linked to these companies because I know that we would share space with other vendors that I don't think were a part of this. But yeah, those are things that you really need to be be on the lookout for. Even sharing vendor space with legitimate companies legitimizes Smart Circle. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, I you see vendors all the time. If there's a new product, like YoPlay has a new yogurt, and they've got a YoPlay vendor there who's giving out samples and coupons, and mm-hmm. that like that most likely is a YoPlay person working for a company and and, and doing a legitimate thing. Um, yeah, yeah. These like, hello. In five minutes, we're gonna have a very special presentation in the dairy aisle. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> you need big to, red flag to be a red flag. Yeah. yeah. And it's unfortunate because I think a lot, there are some vendors um, that are there who are legitimate, you know, and they're trying to sell, sell a product, especially if it's a small business, but yeah, it's, um, and, and something else that a, an interviewer told me recently was that they've started going into targets now in the technology section for like cell phones and things like that. Um, so again, I think the best way to combat these and to not um, support them, right? To not patronize them is to go directly to the source. So if you get approached by someone from a charity, just go home and make a donation through that charity's website. If you get approached at your house by someone, you know, that's something that after I released the slave circle, I I had no intention of of, of it going any further. I wanted, you know, I don't know if all artists are like this, but I get to a point when I'm working on a film where I'm like, I, I'm just done. I want to be done with this because I'm, I'm editing it so closely and I'm just sick of it after a while. But within a couple of weeks of it being out there, I started getting these messages from people and I started getting so many of them and they were very detailed things that I didn't even know. So that's when I thought, okay, there's, there's, there's more to this. 
I need to keep going with this. So that information is out there. Um, it's just a matter of how can we direct people to it? And I think what you're doing is amazing. I, I, I loved, loved the documentary. Um, you know, I, the anti-MLM, anti-direct sales, like anti all of this, mm-hmm. such a small like sliver of a niche and it is growing. It's growing so much thanks to documentaries like yours, thanks to the vice that I was in and, and, and really educating people that are like, whoa, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I think I was a part of something like this. Wow. I've never met anybody that hasn't been a part of MLM in some way, whether you yeah. were in it, whether you were targeted by it, whether you sold or bought something. I, I, I have yet to find somebody yeah. that hasn't had some sort of facet of MLM affect them personally. Yeah. And so what you are doing is so wonderful. I just, I commend you so much. I, I think it's amazing that you made this film. You, you saw the problem. You got out. You were like, that was weird. I need closure. I'm an artist. How does, how does an artist get closure? Uh, we expose it and, and that's our therapy. I mean, it yeah. took me three years to start this podcast of me yeah. going, should I do it? Oh, who would even talk to me? Would people even listen? Is this even something people are into? Yeah. And like you said, within weeks of producing content that's educational and compassionate, which is the Mm -hmm. most important part, I think, because we all were victims and perpetrators in this, to release compassionate education-based things that doesn't make people feel guilty or Mm -hmm. like, they're just like, oh, oh my God, it's so important. And so important. And this movement is growing so much. I've seen, I'm sure you've seen it grow in since, since the film came out, I've seen it grow since my film came out. Uh, It just continues to snowball. I'm Mm. getting emails every day, messages every day from people saying, Oh my God, thank you for validating how I felt. Oh my God. Thank you for telling me I'm not alone. Oh my God. Thank you for letting me know that I'm not crazy. (laughs) <laughs> yes I, I i get the exact same messages and it's it, it's it's heartwarming um because like i said that was never the intent it was just it was a story it was a story that i felt was interesting and needed to be told and yeah three three years ago i i would have never thought oh you're going to talk to hundreds of people that you've never met from all over the country and all over the world who can relate to and identify with what you've talked about. It's, it's amazing. I mean, honestly, uh, from my perspective and what I've seen and what I know is happening behind the scenes, cause I'm sure you're even privy to things that are happening behind the scenes as well. Like MLM is, is the new true crime. It just is in terms of trends, in terms of obsession, in terms of, I need yeah. to binge everything. It's the new <laughs> true crime. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is. it's, it's stunning to me because with every episode of the, of the web series that I put out, you know, my goal is to get this in front of people to help them get out or to prevent them from, from getting involved. And then, you know, by morning, there's hundreds of people that have viewed it who are like, yes, another episode. I love it. And it's just like, man, I would never watch this, but thank you for watching it. I appreciate it. (laughs) How often do you get emails or messages that said, Alex, thank you so much. You don't know who I am, but I stumbled upon your web series, your documentary, anything you've put out. 
uh, you opened my eyes. I left my MLM smart circle, Sid core. Yep. How, how often do you get those? Quite often. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's a, it's a good mix. It's a mix of people that left years ago and just came across it. And we're like, you know, I felt like I had to reach out and thank you for, for, like you said, not make, making me feel like I wasn't crazy. You know, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. You validated those feelings. And then, yeah, it's, I think uh, the, the best ones are people who were in it and they'll say, you know, I, I watched this last night and I'm quitting today, you know, and it's just like, wow, we're having an act, we're having a real impact here which is, it's, it's wonderful. Um, and like you said before, with as much criticism as we get, we know that we're on the right side, right? We know that there's some good that comes from this because we're helping people. The only criticism I get are from two different people. There's two different people and you might agree. The criticism I get mostly is from people that are in the MLM that I'm talking about or people that are just MLM in MLM in general. Or I get people that are like, why do you even care? Like, this is such a waste of your time. Like, just let people do what they want because they're ignorant and they just don't know. I I have never been been given direct negative feedback in terms of people contacting me. It's only through comments, like on the YouTube channel. It's like people, they have to, they have to criticize and they have to make sure other people know that they can criticize. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's never direct messages to me because they know I'm going to, I have a history of, of publishing stuff like that. So they know they're going to get published. Um, but yeah, it's that. And then, yeah, it's, it's people that say, oh, these, these people are just whiners. They don't, they don't know what a hard job is. Just come on, dude, go somewhere else. With that you're answer. bitter. You're a hater. Yeah. You couldn't yep. hack it. Uh, you're jealous. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I'm none of those things. You little weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, what I've started doing is, and, and the same, I've never gotten like emails from people that are like, you're the worst. Um, yeah. Any email that I get that has any criticism in it um, from actual fans is always constructive. And yeah. I've always taken all of that and been like, oh my God, I kind of thought I was doing that. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. And I fix it and I make it better. Uh, yeah. And so that's, I, I don't mind that as long as you're constructive, if you're just rude, like leave me alone. Um, if you can be constructive, then, then please, but if you can't, then you have nothing to bring to this. Um, and that's just how it is. Okay. So through all the technical difficulties that we've had, I think it's been an amazing conversation. Um, I, I love making new friends, especially those in this movement who are educated and wonderful. So I do thank you for, for even spending your day with me or a part of your day to, to talk about these things that I think are so important at the end of my show because you were in, I'm going to ask you these questions. Um, we do these rapid fire questions. They're not usually rapid ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they lead to other tangents and, and it's great. And I welcome it, but the five questions that I'm going to ask you about your time with smart circle and in your MLM. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Alex, one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing. Dread. <sighs> Dread. That is dread. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A warning, any warning you would like to give to somebody who maybe is wanting to join a multi-level marketing company. The promises are never real. Uh, 
they can sell you anything linguistically. They can tell you, they can give you as many examples that they think will sell you, sell it to you. Examples that usually are not real anyway. But yeah, the promises never, they, they, never, they never come out the way that they say it's going to be. Perfect. Perfect. That's, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, the worst MLM, in your opinion? <laughs> Smart Circle, Credit Co, Sidcore, Cobra Group. There's no, there's no um, match in my mind because um, I, I think they, they have done such a great job of legitimizing themselves and, and not making them look like an MLM. Because like you can go to Wikipedia right now and put an Herbalife. It's going to tell you it's a multi-level marketing company. Mary Kay, same thing. You're, you can't find that unless you do a little bit of digging about these companies. And because you're not working from home on Facebook or Instagram, you're actually in the stores or going door to door, it doesn't appear like a traditional MLM. That and because they target young people and the most desperate people into believing this this fantasy lie that if I, if, I, if I cut off my friends and family because they're negative and I just put my whole heart, soul, body, mind, everything, sell myself to this quote unquote opportunity for a year, I'm going to be successful. And how am I going to be successful? By selling Sprint in a Walmart. It doesn't work that way. So without a doubt, you know, I, I, I don't, I know that Herbalife and Mary Kay and LuLaRoe, they, they've destroyed plenty of lives, but I have to say, not just because of my experience, but because of the research I've done and because of how little known they are, um, the parent companies that are Smart Circle, Credico, Sidcor, Cobra Group, DS Max, Grant and Marketing, there are so many of them and all of the thousands of tiny independent marketing operations that are part of those umbrella companies, they are the most evil of all MLMs. I mean, I, Robert Fitzpatrick said to me that MLM's core competency is deception. Mm -hmm. And I use it all the time. I say it all the time, uh, point it out all the time. And what you're saying, like, goes right along with that. But at the same, like, I agree with you that it is, it's insidious in a different way because somehow this company has legitimized itself out of MLM. Yeah. Even though it is an MLM, they've, they've legitimized themselves mm -hmm. outside of it. And they're like, we don't do that. We don't require purchases. Yeah. We don't require you to be on your phone. You're actually in stores. It's a legitimate thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay you hourly. Like we've just learned. It's not something, any of those things. Something that I've heard people say is if you have to tell your recruits or tell your employees that you're not a pyramid scheme, ugh, God, not a very good look, man. Sounds like you <laughs> <Right>? are. <laughs> I mean, like everybody do themselves a favor right now and think back to every single job they've ever had mm -hmm. and how many of those jobs trained you on what to say when someone asked if it was a pyramid scheme. Exactly. Literally the only ones that ever did that were MLMs. Yep. So what was the hardest lesson that you learned while in MLM? Hmm. The hardest lesson I learned, I think, is, is that I needed to be more critical 
which I now I'm, I'm blessed to now be in a position where I can teach other people. I can teach students that as my full-time career to be more critical. Yeah, because I, I, lost, I essentially lost 15 months of my life chasing this dream. So I, I wish I had been more critical and done more research and maybe not have been as, as trusting. You know, I, I don't want to say um, everyone needs to be a cynic about everything, but you need to be able to question things. Like you said, why, why are there so many one-star reviews with this company calling it a scam next to all these five-star reviews that are raving? Um, why are their websites so bare bones? Why are their social media pages don't have any photos of them? They're just motivational memes and things like that. So yeah, I wish I had, it definitely taught me to be more critical and to, to take more time um, analyzing things. Same experience over here too, 100%. <laughs> Definitely ask more questions, a little more critical. Google yeah. is your friend or whatever browser you happen to <clears throat> like the best. <laughs> yeah, asking um, questions. I think that's the best advice. Uh, you know, going back to your question about um, what to pay attention to if you think you might be in one of these things. Yeah, ask the person who's your owner, ask them the tough questions because they will not like that at all. They will try to redirect. They will try to shut you down. They will just call you negative. Um, they will put the onus on you that there's some type of problem with you. You should not be asking these questions. And like the example you said, how many jobs have you had that um, train you on how to answer the pyramid scheme question? How many jobs have you had have put you down and criticized you and made you feel bad for asking questions? It's only these. Because once you ask questions, the whole facade starts to crumble. Absolutely. And this is my favorite question, a positive takeaway that you either learned or experienced in your MLM that you still use today. Well, two of them. One of them is um, image because we were always taught to be, you know, wearing our suits and ties in the office, you know, best, best dressed. If What we were told is if the UPS guy comes in the office and he has a package for the manager he should have a lot of trouble figuring out which one of us was the manager because we all, all looked like the manager. Um, so, I mean, that's a little bit much, but um, I, I, I like the idea of positive image. You're going to be judged by people. Why not have them judge you positively? So I've, I've pretty much used that um, apart from the hair. I've, I've grown that out for almost a year now. But other than that, um, yeah, I do wear, I tend to wear button downs and, and ties and stuff like that when I'm at my actual career. Um, and the second positive thing is the amount of success that I have seen through my videos because of this, um, it, it, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, I, I own my own production company and that's how these videos get produced. So unlike people in smart circle and Sigour and Credico, I actually do own my own business. And this has definitely added another level of success, um, to that business, which I am extremely uh, proud of. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Um, yeah. I hope that you see that analytics boost after this goes live and people are like, holy shit, I think I was a part of this. I need to watch that documentary. And then I need to binge every single one of his YouTube videos <laughs> and, and, and watch the survivor stories. He's yes. literally doing the exact same thing that I'm doing, but it's focused on the umbrella of that, of the marketing SIDCOR. Uh, talking to the survivors of these cults and, 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 and and this is not a question, but this is just for me wondering, like, 
are the people that you're talking to and these survivors that are coming out of these companies, are they thriving now in their lives that the MLM is not involved in it at all? Yeah, there's always a happy ending. Every one of them. Yeah. And, you know, some of them will credit, you know, Smart Circle because, you know, one of the things we're taught always is work ethic, you know, and these people can outwork anybody now, you know, so there is some credit given there. But yeah, they, um, in whatever they're doing, it's, it's not a sad story. You know, it's not uh, this MLM ruined my life. It's no, I'm out now. Um, I'm thriving. I'm thriving because I pursued an actual opportunity that I used to look down upon. And now I'm sharing my story to try to help other people who are in my, who were, who are in where I was to tell them, you know, what they're feeding you about there being no opportunities out there. It's a blatant lie. All of us are thriving now once we're out. Awesome. We, MLM, we, we, we figured it out and they can't shut us up anymore. And we nope. have this free market where we're able to produce content and tell our truths and connect with people that have the same truths. And we are exposing this scam the yep. way that it's never been exposed before. You're right. And they're yep. scared. Oh, they are for sure. Yep. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. They it's... mentioned my vice documentary in one of their um, monthly newsletters, one of the, oh, the really? direct sellers. They were like, don't want, <laughs> yeah. Like the anti MLM movement with their documentaries and the vice. And I was like, that's me. They're talking about me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was yeah, like, I've... oh, we're scaring them. Oh, we are. I've talked to a few people who said that they brought up the videos in their morning meetings and stuff. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely having an impact. How good does that make you feel when you're like, the scammers are watching my videos and trying to debunk my truth. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Wow. This, this might be one of my absolute favorite interviews I've ever done. (laughs) You You are so brilliant. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm so excited for everything that you're doing and everything you have to come. Um, I, I just, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for being such a wonderful advocate and an incredible filmmaker. Uh, Thank you. you guys need to check out not only his film, but his after show where he talks to his, to his survivors. Um, brilliant. Thank you so much, Alex. You are just a, an inspiration. And I hope, I hope that you know that you're an inspiration. Well, to I'm so gushing, many. Roberta. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.